and we're up. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Welcome to Tengri Dome, episode 22, 23, episode 23. <laughs> Already past the 20, 20 episode mark. Uh, everyone said, says that uh, if, if a podcast is able to survive past that mark, it means it, it's going to last for quite a while. So... <laughs> We're going to be doing this forever. <laughs> well, not forever. At least, at least for a while. Then, I mean, at least get to the 50th episode or something. But either way, I'm your host Diggy, um, and uh, with me today, uh, same as last time, is uh, Lukas Fenrich, uh, our boxing analyst, Crafty Boxing on Twitter. Hello, thanks for having me again. Yeah, and. Uh, Today, uh, well, we have a special occasion today. We, we, we've had uh, several genuinely really exciting heavyweight title fights in a row. Of, uh, like, th- just basically this month, <laughs> kind of unprecedented. <laughs> like, one after another. First, it was uh, Usyk versus Joshua, and then immediately followed by Fury Wilder. And uh, this is what uh, this is the fight we've come with. Uh, imagine if um, imagine if Dillian White versus Otto Wallin um, they beats that comes in up in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, be even better. Yeah, I mean, who knows what can happen yeah. if it happens? I mean, uh, it'll be fun. Yeah, that's uh, just it's a win-win situation. Everyone wins. Yeah. But yeah, today we're here to talk about. Uh, the absolute slugfest that was uh, Wilder versus Fury. And um, Lukas here wrote an entire article detailing uh, the story of the fight and uh, some of the technical aspects of uh, what happened in there, some of the interesting stuff that Fury did and some of the adjustments that Wilder had attempted to make coming into the fight. And just please take it away. Some of the, oh, let's just uh, zoom out a little and start from the beginning. Uh, I, I'm assuming you are familiar uh, to a certain degree with uh, all the build-up to the fight, what sort of rumors were circulating around uh, in camps and all that kind of stuff, like uh, how Fury was approaching his training, what Wilder was doing, that kind of stuff, and how it did it pay off in the actual fight. Yeah, I mean, it was an interesting one because in the build-up, the Fury gave this quote, um, you know... Um, he was asked what he's been doing, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah you, know, you know what we say. I've, I've been, I've had a great camp. I'm healthy. I've not been knocked out in the gym, you know, and and um, and all of that. They're just just this bullshit that us fighters say." And then uh, <laughs> Wilder's camp gave this detailed breakdown of everything that he was going to do, which I'm not sure was the best idea before the fight because there's a reason that the that they had been told, told each other. Yeah, but then, but there's you know, generally like yeah. generally you kind of want to. Yeah, uh, but when it actually came to the fight, I think uh, you know I didn't say. It, as such in my piece but i think it's pretty clear that that fury was fury was working on quite a lot of detail um and wilder was the one who came in like, as if i mean he's clearly been working on stuff but you know it, it, he, it wasn't, he wasn't as really, nuanced uh, yeah shall we say yeah it's, it's it's probably the most accurate way to describe yeah. how wilder ended up looking in the fight yeah. and what he ended up doing but yeah, there's, there's, yeah, generally there's a reason why camps kind of avoid getting too much uh, into too much detail about their preparation process and what sort of looks 
they're going to bring into the fight because it's you know it's it's going <laughs> it, yeah. it just makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, with the weight as well, like um, everyone everyone spent ages talking about Wilder. There was a back and forth about is what Wilder's weight going to help him? You know, people were saying he has to put on the weight because um because he has to be able to push Fury, Fury back. And then, you know, I was saying, right, it's not going to help him at all because the six pound is going to make him slower and heavier, but it's not enough, you know, it's, yeah. not, it's not going to make him good at infighting. That's not what he's... Like, if you really, if weight were to really play a role in this fight, uh, play, like, if Wilder were to actually... I mean, basically, Wilder would have to gain like 100 pounds to be able to do anything against Fury. Mm. He would have to come in looking morbidly obese to be able to push him around because he, the deciding factor here, uh, and kind of just jumping ahead a little, but uh, straight away, the deciding factor here was uh, not that Fury was heavier, but that he actually knows what he's doing in the clinch and up close. Yeah. And we're going to hammer this point home over and over again during the course of this discussion, because yep. this, is, this was the deciding factor uh, for the narrative of the fight. Yeah. And as pe people don't like, people get really upset when I make this comparison because they're not similar fights, but, um, but Usyk was pushing Joshua around for substantial portions of the fight, even though he's smaller. It's, it's, it's not about the weight. Like if one fighter knows what they're doing and the other fighter doesn't, they can be as heavy as they like. Yeah, the, yeah, the fight was different and the fighters are, were different. Very different stylistic mm. fighters stylistically and just in terms of build and how they uh, conduct themselves in the, in the ring and all that kind of stuff. But the general principle still stands. Like uh, Usyk understood, uh, understood what he has to do in order to push Joshua backwards and just sort of uh, out-wrestle him in the clinch mm. and uh, Joshua didn't. Yeah. And uh, it's the same with uh, Fury and Wilder. And it's kind of like just a, just a point of commonality between Usyk and uh, Fury. The success, the success that they've been able to have at heavyweights is just what separates them from the rest of uh, the heavyweights in the division is that they actually understand what they're doing on the inside. Yeah, uh, just uh, it's kind of like it's a very interesting, it, it's not a very intricate fight. Uh, in mm -hmm. terms of technique, but it's a very interesting fight narratively. And it's been a very interesting tr trilogy narratively as well. Mm -hmm. Like the adjustments weren't like very split second sort of like tactical strategic mm -hmm. uh, things and like genius planning and all that kind of stuff. It's pretty much just basic stuff, but uh, the way it unfolded was interesting. Like the first mm -hmm. fight, Fury was just looking to outpoint Wilder and outbox him, just stay on the, mm -hmm. the outside and kind of prance around. And then the second he just figured, oh, I mean, just to steamroll him. And that's what happened. And, uh, mm -hmm. and in this one, uh, the factors kind of like created this perfect storm of events, yeah, perfect yeah. storm of events that led to just them deciding to take each other's heads off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was an interesting, uh, interesting start because, um, you know, we uh, the one, one thing Wilder did talk about is I'm going to target his body. I'm going to target his body. I've been really working on targeting his body. And the first two rounds, he did. You know, he 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 managed, and he wasn't trying to knock his head off. He was um, he was just trying to slow him down. But um, I actually I think I said on Twitter after the first round, it's like that jab 
it's you know it's working now but fury is far too good to fall for it for very long yeah you know i'm, I'm going to start hop, hopping to the fight now um if that's okay with you um fury is far too good for to 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 not deal with this eventually because he was putting all of his weight into it and then he had to recover and it was like you're using more energy doing that and making yourself vulnerable than you're you can possibly be taking out fury by making his belly jiggle a little bit you know it's yeah, it's like it's very in character for Wilder to just yeah. sort of make that adjustment because, yeah. oh, the body jab is one of the less uh, like uh, one of the less committal strikes out there in boxing. So I'm going to use that to conserve my energy. And what Wilder does, like I'm going uh, and Wilder being Wilder decided to just throw everything into every body jab, throw his entire weight into every body jab. It's, uh, <laughs> it's just it's it's funny. Uh, and uh, very in character and just sort yeah. of uh, encapsulates what yeah. Wilder is as a fighter. Yeah, I think he was almost taking cues from Fury in the second fight because um, in the in the second fight, Fury was stepping in with a jab, like he was snap stepping in. And I mean, it was that worked, and there were there are weaknesses to that. But Fury's just so much better balanced that he wasn't he didn't have to recover from it. You know, he was stepping in, and that's was vulnerable. But he wasn't nearly falling over. It was, you know. It was a technically competent punch, and I'm sorry, but that, uh, you know, for all the good intentions, uh, it, was, uh, it was not. A, it was a little bit like um, Conor McGregor deciding that, uh, oh, he, um, oh yeah, I'm gonna, a problem I'm for gonna, him, I'm so I'm just going to throw as many leg kicks as I can and not bother to. Learn how to play them. <laughs> I'm going to blast leg kicks uh, as hard as I can with with no setup and not paying attention to the to where I'm connecting and break my own leg. Yeah, yeah. it's a little, little, little bit of that same spirit, wasn't it? It was like, you know, it was body jab work, so let's just go full body jab. And it was, um, yeah, yeah, two rounds. I, I, gave, I scored well in the first two rounds, which were the first I'm two fair. rounds in the... Tr- it was the first two rounds in the trilogy that I gave to Wilder uh, that uh, won the knockdown rounds in the first fight. But, um, Fury just wasn't kind of doing anything for the, yeah. for the first two rounds. We were just kind of sort yeah. of like standing there. Yeah, he's just kind of having a look. Like he he has specifically called out people for using terms that downloading data. He specifically said, "No, that's that's nonsense. We just fight <laughs> as best we can." But um, he was clearly having, you know, he was clearly having a look what Wild is doing and how is he gonna how is he gonna manage manage that as the fight goes on. And uh, yeah, he figured out pretty quickly, I think. Yeah, uh, I mean. There just wasn't all that much that Wilder could do. Uh, the, the obvious answer here would be to, yes, sure, continue leaning on your power and uh, just set up the right, uh, sort of just uh, box more behind your leads and uh, be more proactive with your jab and that kind of stuff. It's all basic fundamental stuff, but that would warrant Wilder turning into a completely different fighter from 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 what he is now, so it's, it's just uh, kind of unfeasible. It's yeah. it's kind of similar to asking to the corner the corner men of Tyron Woodley asking Tyron Woodley to come come forward and throw in combination. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not doable. It's yeah. just not gonna happen. Yeah, and I think the uh, I think the problem the big problem his plan hit was he based his entire plan on stopping Fury coming forward, right? Mm-hmm. As you know, and then the first two rounds he was like, "I'm having success because Fury isn't coming forward." And the second Fury decided, you know, um, I'm going to come forward now. I think I can step around this this jab or step in behind it. And he just had no like, Wilder had no backup plan. And uh, yeah, yeah, it wasn't 
deep planning, can we say. The reaction was especially funny from Wilder, and that's uh, mm. he, he came out came out after the fight saying that he came here uh, to lean on me. I mean, oh, fucking oh, duh. <laughs> <laughs> he came in 50 pounds heavier than you, yeah. and that's what he did in the previous fights. Why mm. are you surprised? But, mm. yeah, just uh, interesting brain thinking uh, Wilder has, but uh, yeah. But about Fury, uh, you said that Fury started stepping around Wilder's jabs and Wilder's yeah. lunges, and it's something that he didn't necessarily show in the second fight. And I think you pointed this out in your article. Like, yeah. in which ways were uh, was um, Fury's approach different in this one compared then, to previous yeah. outings? Well, yeah, in the I mean, in the obviously the first fight was completely different. It was. Uh, complete back foot boxing as you mentioned before the yeah. second fight he was quite fury was quite straight line like um almost all of his all of his attacks were coming down the middle and it was all you know step in punch step in punch like straight down the middle straight down the middle yeah punch and, and clutch uh, essentially yeah yeah and um in this one he it was still there was still a bit of punch and clinch but what he'd do is he'd wait for wilder to throw and then just it wasn't big thing you know it wasn't big he was not lomachenko it wasn't usik he's not taking massive circling steps but it would just take a little step and a lean to one side right. and you know then a wilder can't hit him anymore because he's so out of balance and then he, he just hit, throwing little hooks and little little straights that little you know from a little angle and um i did say this in my piece and um, wilder's footwork isn't his stance is bad so he doesn't take punches that aren't straight down the middle very well and so people noticed it straight away like he i don't think he was in that hurt in the third round i mean once he went down he was but um fury wasn't even hit having to hit him very hard like in the first in the second fight fury was hitting pretty much as hard as he could you know he was stepping in and throwing full force and in this one it was more he'd step around the side and just whip a little shot around the angle and it would have the same effect because he was coming across Wilder's resistance instead of sort of into it I mean, Wilder, like, first of all, Wilder kind of has that same, a uh, similar problem to Joshua in that he's uh, pretty wooden with his footwork. Mm. So he just doesn't do a good job of adjusting to strikes, yeah. doesn't uh, adjust to find his, uh, his opponents taking an angle on him. And so Fury was able to consistently uh, outposition him. And uh, as you said, he was pun- punching across his stunts. But um, yeah. just, to elaborate a little bit, what do you mean by uh, his stance is bad? Okay, well, <laughs> compared yeah. to a classically, like let's say, yeah. compared to a classically good stance conventionally. Yeah, this is a thing. This is a thing I'm. Uh, uh, I talk about sometimes in, in MMA. Um, is, uh, we go back to Conor McGregor, McGregor to make the point. Is um, McGregor had a lot of success in hitting angles, hitting fighters. Uh, along in MMA, most fighters come in a sort of bladed stance, and mm-hmm. uh, their shoulders are in line with the shoulders are straight, and the legs not in line with the legs. And so, when they take a punch from the front, then that the whole the whole sorry, I'm not explaining this very well. The whole setup is to take is is there to take a punch or evade a punch from the front. Whereas yeah. if, it, if it comes from the side, then they sort of stagger. And most yeah. boxers, boxing stances, there's different versions of this, but they're twisted sort of across the hips and across the shoulders. So that... Yeah, conventionally, legs, just yeah. 
uh, sorry for interrupting, but conventionally, mm-hmm. uh, if you look at take a boxing manual written either Western or a or yeah. a Soviet one or, a, or yeah. from any like country, basically, conventional wisdom says if you take a boxing stance, there should be like a, a small corridor between your legs, yeah. and your and your shoulder shouldn't be like completely straight yeah. on. Yeah, uh, your so shoulders you need to be... have. Yeah, your shoulders need to have a twist in them. Like, then they shouldn't be the same along the line of your legs. Yeah, there should be so, a little, little bit, little, little bit of a cross there. Yeah, um, so it's, it kind of gives you uh, uh, the uh, ability to sort of absorb the force yeah, of your, the yeah. opponent strikes better. And Wilder yeah. just kind of, kind of doesn't do that. No. Yeah, and uh, whenever he throws his strikes, he usually also throws himself wildly off balance. But yeah. uh, we all knew that already. Yeah. It's just that uh, his problems with taking punches have become very clear in this fight. And it was very obvious in uh, his fight against um, uh, Luis Ortiz, I think. Uh, he was yeah. he was getting banged up pretty badly by Luis Ortiz in those fights. And uh, it was also a problem. in And uh, the problems that um, Fury exploited in this fight were also very evident in, 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 that, in those fights as yeah. well. Especially the first one where he got staggered. And he didn't look to clinch. And when he did look to clinch, he just sort of like came straight on, like like he yep. was about to hug Artis instead of yeah. trying to actually tie up and yeah. just uh, uh, remove the ability to punch from Artis. Yeah. And, and it's something I mentioned in my my piece as well. Like he did look like he'd been working on how to clinch defensively, which is I think mm-hmm. he survived the third round because he did know how how to approach getting into a safe spot but it was just about being safe and not being hit very much and uh, and it still relied a bit on fury also wanting to clinch mm-hmm. um, yeah, so- but yeah because in the second fight he was completely helpless like he had no idea he was just kind of waving his arms around and hoping fury would give him a hug and in this one he was you know m- once he took a shot he was actively trying to put his head somewhere safe alongside along fury's shoulder and 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 um and survive that way. But, um, yeah, in the second fight, it was kind of like Fury just would barge in with a one-two into the clinch, and he would immediately assume a dominant posture, just mm. better head positioning, uh, better tie-ups, and uh, yeah. Wilder would just sort of hang in there. And yeah. uh, in this one, uh, like the first two rounds, okay, he is, he's throwing one-twos to the body, and uh, Fury is just sort of out there taking a look, and then the third round begins, and Fury starts becoming more active. And there's a, there's a very funny sequence. Uh, I think it uh, I think it it was in the third round where Fury throws a one two, and he just I just described Wilder looking for a hug, and Fury actually hugged Wilder <laughs> around his waist. Like he mm-hmm. threw a one two, and he just sort of came in like this and like eh, and tried yeah. to give Wilder a bear hug. It was just uh, hang on, hang on to me, bitch. It's, just, uh, just a very yeah. funny visual. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, otherwise, for the rest of the fight, uh, his uh, clinching uh, was uh, mostly by the numbers, how he yeah. should do it. And uh, yeah, and Wilder was also going through like the numbers, going by the numbers. Oh, I'm going to yeah. grab a bicep, going to grab an underhook, going to put my head in there. But it sort of ended there. It wasn't dynamic. He would grab a hold of Fury and just sort of look to kind of stay yeah. in there. And Fury yeah. was working. Yeah, and uh, again, Fury was using his feet, and again, Wilder wasn't. That's um, like mm-hmm. Wilder seemed to be unaware that you're allowed to turn while you're while you're in the clinch. It's yeah. really notable that uh, Fury would just imme- as soon as they clinched, Fury would immediately turn one way or the other, and Wilder's <clears> just kind of kind of like, "What? Oh, what's happening here? I don't understand." But it's, uh, 
it was a little bit um yeah basic i mean basic is it's how you describe order really and uh, mm-hmm. and off balance but like I, yeah and, and so far it seems like if, if one d- didn't watch the fight if you didn't then what the fuck are you doing here first of all but second of all uh if one is to listen to us recount the fight watch it come it's, back. <laughs> yeah it seems like fury just has was having zero trouble up until this point but then the knockdowns happened how did the knockdowns happen yeah. well i mean i think for his first it was worth, worth uh partly it's because fury had already knocked wilder down like the, he knocked him down in the third and i think he he got he did get a little bit cocky he, or not even cocky but he decided oh this is going to be a bit like the 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 first the second fight where even if Wilder hits me I can I can lean with it but I think what happened was um it was a moment of indecision basically the first knockdown because um Wilder threw this massive ridiculous left hook left I, I don't even want to call it a hook it was just a punch it was, like it was a kind of a swing basically yeah. just a clothesline yeah and Fury slips under it but he seems to be sort of like I'm not sure if I you know, it was kind of instinctual, and it's like I'm not sure what's happened, what what Wild is doing here. He's so he's so loose that I'm not sure I can. Uh, yeah, it's it's reflexively. It's, it's kind of like sparring with a novice. Yeah, it's just it was similar to that where yeah. someone would just spaz out, and you're like, "What the fuck yeah. is happening? What are you doing here?" So a couple of seconds later, like Fury is basically he basically gets caught on his heels. I think he got. Um, I think he did get sort of, he had an instinct to go into his old mode. I, I, I feel like I have no no evidence for this, but I feel like he had an instinct to go into his old janky dancing, mm. make Wilder follow me for a bit. But he was he was set to go forward, but his whole training camp had been set to slip inside, slip forward. And I think he got caught on his feet, basically. I think uh, it was, was the second knockdown where he got caught on his feet when he mm. went all janky. And the first knockdown... Um, the first knocked down his feet were square and Wilder yeah, threw a surprisingly sort of sharp like right this hand behind yeah. his forehead yeah. and uh, I guess he yeah. tried to take uh, a bit uh, the edge of the punch a bit by yeah. putting his but, forehead out there but the punch was still yeah. hard enough and he yeah. was moving, moving yeah. forward and just sort of yeah. walked into it but I think in that one I think his feet were flat I think his feet were square if I'm, mm-hmm. if I'm thinking of the right one I think in that one he basically Fury's footwork is very good and in that instance it wasn't in that instance his feet were wrong and that's what he got, why he got sat down yeah, Fury uh, uh, is generally just kind of weird like that. Yeah. He's he's still a masterful and uh, technically proficient boxer, but he he's also janky a lot of the time. Yeah, and, yeah. and then the second jank yeah. he does. Yeah, and the second one, I think the second one was basically just a continuation of the first. Like I wouldn't. Um, he was still a little bit hurt, more hurt than he than he possibly wanted to let on, and I think he was trying to do what he did in the first fight. And just push through it and make Wilder go backwards and lose all his power. But um, this time Wilder just decided I'm not having any of that. Like I like if you're coming at me, I am going to swing with you. And he just it wasn't really even a sharp connection. He sort of pushed him over with his fist. You know, I just think it just proved that Fury wasn't as recovered as he thought he was. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he kind of went down unexpectedly. But like the second knockdown didn't really worry me when I was, you know. I didn't think the second knockdown was really going to end it. Like the first knockdown, it was like, oh, is he going to get up from this one? The second one, it was like, I mean, he's hurt. If he gets hit again, he might get knocked down. But I didn't think it was, that was going to end the fight at any point, you know? Was, um... Yeah, and that was basically one of the only real scares for Fury in that fight. Yeah. 
what was followed, yeah, Wilder was still dangerous. He still remained dangerous. He still kept throwing. But uh, Fury kind of got the beat on him by that point. And uh, even if uh, Wilder did connect, Fury was still rolling with the punches. He was ducking under them. He was uh, defending well. And uh, when they when they, the punches did connect, Wilder was already a bit out of it by that point. He was exhausted. He was tired. He was banged up, knocked down. And uh, so the punches kind of lost their sting a little. This is one thing that bothered me. I watched an interview with um, Malik Scott after the fight. Um, mm-hmm. And he said, he was asked, it was Kuben Cassius, so he, he, he asked him the question, um, well, Wilder looked incredibly tired after two rounds, like um, similar like he did in the, in the second fight. Um, you know, what what happened, you know, after all that talk, um, after the second fight, what happened to make him that tired that quickly? And Scott said, uh, you know, that's how he always looks, even in the gym. That's He, he always looks, it's just how Wilder is. It's just how, how he's in the gym. And I'm thinking, like, well, why don't you fix it? You know, <laughs> it's not, even, even if he's not really tired, he's moving as if he's exhausted that's not a good thing like it's, it's 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 a bad look for the judges first of all yeah. second of all it's just alarming that he he looks completely done past the fifth round <laughs> every time but yeah I, I mean i guess he meant to say that uh I, I, I just to steal to steal men uh, his trainer yeah. a little here i i suppose he meant to say that wilder just looks tired he's not actually tired. yeah yeah, but um, that's what he was trying to say. But it's like, um, you know, he's it, it doesn't really matter whether he was tired or not, he was reacting as if he's exhausted. So, yeah, so you need to do something about that. Just yeah. kind of the same problem as Joshua, just a horrible reaction to strikes, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. not, not, not a good look for a professional fighter, first of all, yeah. and not a good look, certainly for a, for a heavyweight champion, exactly. Yeah, but yeah, that, that's kind of like where most of the drama ended and from then on it was it just sort of turned into a one-sided beating they were basically just exchanging one twos and fury just could not miss with that right hand anything anything he wanted basically and so the only thing that was notable was that um he was only throwing one or two punches at a time that fury and i think Mm. that was because he was worried about what was coming back I yeah. mean, it is. I think it is fair to say that Wilder did work on. He didn't work on boxing the back foot, but he did work on throwing that right hand while he was off balance. Because that, that the the first uh, the first knockdown of Fury, he was not. He did. He didn't hurl himself forwards across the ring to throw it. It was quite a sharp shot. And there were a couple of other times where he threw decently sharp shots without having to set it up by jumping halfway across the ring, which is what he always used to do. Uh-huh. And I think Fury re- recognised that and he didn't back off, but he had him hurt several times and he never piled on the combinations until until that 11th round. I mean, I, I would I would also point out that Fury's pressure fighting looked better in this fight compared yeah. to the second one. In the second one, he just sort of followed Wilder around. And yeah. uh, I mean, yeah, he was still battering him, but he wasn't like taking cutting Wilder's escape routes off and didn't try to trap him up uh, on the ropes as deliberately as he did here. And for for the entirety of the fight, I was constantly thinking like Wilder would really, really benefit from a tight left hook 
just mm. just enormously benefit from a tight left hook. Even even just a, just a normal left hook, any left hook would be beneficial to him. <laughs> just n- not this thing that he's trying to throw every time <laughs> when yeah, he's spazzing out. This big old almost it's even it's even worse than that right hand that MMA fighters throw. You know, when oh yeah, the rainbow to, overhand. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's basically that, but with his left hand and just with no reason or rhyme or anything. It's, kind of kind of like Kane Velasquez's uh, breaching yeah. whale hook, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> as Phil McKenzie has coined it. Yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, I mean, what made this fight? It first of all, it it sounds like the fight was just kind of like. Uh, a foregone conclusion uh, and it kind of was in a sense in a technical sense i suppose but what made this fight it was still an incredibly entertaining viewing experience and uh, what made this fight entertaining really was just how chaotic and violent it was and uh, the all the build-up all the animosity between the two yeah. and all the circus that was going around each fight yeah and, and i mean there were two two things about water is firstly there he has got incredible amounts of dog in him. Like there is, oh, yeah. not very many fighters. You know, our our our, our colleague Taylor has his um, Dennis Lebedev hard bastard scale, and it's like I think <laughs> yeah. you, have to, you think you have to give Wilder a ten after that. He he just doesn't stop. No, he's uh, up there. That, yeah. that's for sure. But um, the other thing is the other thing we I think we were all sat there wondering is um, like, you know, will his corner let him? Will his corner let him die? You know, it's um, oh, Jesus. Taken, Sorry, yeah, that was crude. After, but, um... after after the eight, past the eighth round, I think I yeah. just started thinking, like, do we need to see more? Yeah, and uh, so the referee, the thing was because he was throwing, like, a referee will never stop a not stop a fight unless that unless the fighter looks completely, you know, he won't stop a fight that his um, that the opponent's still throwing back, and Wilder doesn't stop throwing, so Mora didn't have a good excuse to. Mm-hmm to stop it but you can and see that he wanted to because like i said in my piece twice he uh he called the, the doctor into yeah. the ring twice yeah. to just consult with him yeah and the doctor's like no he's fine he's fine he's like, yeah okay. uh, i mean it wasn't as bad as uh the brian ortega versus volkanovsky fight where the, the herb yeah. dean was like where they dragged yeah. completely limp brian ortega off the, the yeah. off the canvas putting him on a stool and then herb dean called the doctor and the, yeah. like Herb Dean and the doctor showed him the, the fingers three times. Like yeah. at first they showed him three, three fingers, then two fingers, then one finger, just to make absolutely yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen? Um, it's going back a couple of years. So did you ever see um, Sergey Kovalev versus um, Nathan Cleverly? Um, it was one of uh, his sort of Kovalev's coming out fights. Sort of one of the first times you've seen in the in um, in the West. Let's say. Um, I may have, but it, it was, was such a long time ago, but yeah. I completely forgot about yeah. it. It was in England, so it was an English referee, and um, he, I can't remember which round it was at this point, but at the end of, it was towards the end of the round, and he was absolutely battering cleverly up, and he couldn't, like, he wasn't, he was wobbling around, he was out on his feet, basically, and then the bell rang, um, well, no, the referee went to jump in. And then the bell rang. So he jumped in between them and Kovalev was mm. celebrating and the referee's no longer noticed in the middle of the round. And Cleverly is literally falls onto the referee and the referee carries him back to the store and says, no, right, the fight's carrying on. <laughs> and uh, so he had the minute to recover from this. And, um, and you know, it, it's a bit of a... After you told me the story, like it, I was just suddenly, I was just suddenly reminded of uh, the Lomachenko versus uh, Krola fight. Where the referee also like seemed to wave the contest off, 
And then, like, no, the fight isn't over. Lomachenko, come back here. And Lomachenko was already on the ropes celebrating. Yeah. And then the, the, the bell rang, and then Lomachenko had to murder Crawler to, to put yeah. a stop to the whole thing. Oh, poor Crawler. Yeah. yeah, it's just horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't he assaulted prior yeah, to no, this fight? Yeah, I don't think it was prior to that fight. It was a couple of years previous, but he'd been hit in the head with a brick, basically. Oh, and Jesus. Fractured skull. Someone was trying to rob his house and he ran after them and they hit him with a concrete... I think it was a concrete paving slab. So, um, so he was out for a year or so with a fractured skull. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's clearly a hard man, Crono. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah but uh, after taking a brick to the head, yeah. kind of go, going back to the ring after this... Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe not the best idea, but he seems to have got out of boxing okay. Anyway, yeah. let's, hope, let's bring it back to what we were talking about. And, uh, let's back to wilder. other fighters. Let's go making... wilder. Let's back to... wilder goes out as it gets out of his career okay. <laughs> back to other fighters making poor decisions after getting yeah. battered and their corners being assholes and referees being weird. And yeah, uh, I mean, actually, the referee for this fight, uh, Mora, you said you weren't a fan of him. Yeah. Uh, weren't a fan of his, but uh, I, I personally thought his conduct in this fight was fine. Yeah, I think he did good. I think, um, yeah, he did it. I think, like I say, he did. It, I think he did everything he could to stop get the fight stopped without before, um, you know, without having an early stoppage because it would be, uh-huh. it would have been an early stoppage. And um, yeah, he did well to let them fight out the clinch. And yeah, no, I, I appreciated it. Now, the one thing I would have said is he shouted. There were a few too many times where he's. He was shouting something different to what his body language was saying. So he was like, he's shouting, he's yelling, you can fight, you can fight, but his hands are doing this. And I was like, <laughs> I'm not sure what the fighters thought about that, but um, uh, yeah. Uh, and um, I mean, one thing has to be pointed out as well is that Wilder has uh, raised such a stink after the second fight that uh, the owners was uh, kind of on the officials to make absolutely sure that uh, when the guy goes down, he goes down, down, and uh, there would be no doubt left who is uh, whether the stoppage is early or not. Because because if uh, I think if uh, Mora waved it off, Wilder would also just uh, be back on his uh, sole loser's kit. Yeah, uh, the sole losers kit would be back in full force, and it'd yeah. be it'd be unbearable. Yeah, and there was another thing that Malik Scott said in this interview that um, he just talked out with Wilder, and he just wasn't. He, he literally said he literally said that he was never going to stop the fight, that the corner was never going to jump in, which I don't think is you know, it's it's not a good thing. But no. also, Wilder has made absolutely sure that he picked the cornerman that would not stop the fight, no yeah. matter what happened. Yeah. So kind of like. Uh, it's kind of sad in a sense uh, yeah. that he got knocked out in such a violent fashion at the end, but he kind of brought it on himself. We talk about ethics and uh, like fighter agency a lot. We talk about how corners should stop fights. We talk about how referees should be more willing to stop fights. and Doctor stoppages should be more frequent, but in this case, I'm kind of willing to forgive it. Yeah, basically, yeah, like I said, he did it himself. This, you know, you can, you can blame his corner, but at the same time, they he'd made it absolutely clear that uh, that he wasn't going to have it. He wasn't yeah. going to accept it. So I mean, he fired Mark Breland yeah. uh, for stopping the fight. That that just tells you all you need mm. to know about Wilder's attitude yeah. towards stoppages. Yeah, yeah. So so I hope it doesn't. I hope other fighters don't take that as a 
as a um, as an example to follow. Example, yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> no, that would be that would be pretty poor. But um, I mean, the, there's enough of fighters who constantly talk about going out on their shields as it is. We don't need more of them. Just gonna get get yeah. this whole sport banned at yeah, the rate we're you know, going. At least my, most of those fighters will still accept their trainer. You know, going. No, no more. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll like, I'm never going to quit. But uh, if you've decided it's too much for me, then I'll trust your judgment. And, and there's a wild is just no, no, yeah, let me die. But, but yeah, overall, an extremely fun fight. Yep. One of the best in recent memory, uh, in the heavyweight division at least, mm-hmm. in heavyweight title history, certainly. And um, what's uh, it, it was kind of like a, a combination of all of, of many different factors the uh, outside of uh, the out of the ring antics, the mm-hmm. backstory to each fight, like the first one being the big comeback for Tyson Fury, uh, the big uh, mental hurdle that he's had to overcome, uh, the, the battles with depression, all that kind of stuff, and the uh, controversy surrounding the draw, the controversial draw. Mm-hmm. And uh, how he dominated Wilder in the second fight, and the stink that Wilder mm-hmm. has created in the wake of that fight, and this one just being the definitive chapter uh, in their rivalry. And I don't think we need to see more of it, and I don't think we will, because uh, after this one, where do you go from there? Yeah, and I don't think even I think even if Wilder comes back, <clears throat> he'll be dangerous against anyone, but I think he'll lose more fights from here because. Um, because people know what his weaknesses are now. Like they won't, they'll still be scared of the right hand, and they should be, but they won't be as terrified. You know, they'll look, they'll be looking for ways to nullify it. And uh, this I'm one, not sure he can handle that. This one kind of cemented, uh, for me, the idea that Wilder should be able to beat Anthony Joshua fairly easily. I'm fifty. I still think that's a fifty-fifty because hmm. Joshua is. He'll be very vulnerable to that right hand, but. Like Wilder, he doesn't knock. He doesn't really knock people out with the first, you know, in the first round or two. He still needs. Time yeah, he to, d- does uh, need uh, quite a bit of time to yeah. just sort and, of get the beat on that right hand. Yeah, and Joshua, like for all his weaknesses, he is much more technically. Um, his form is much more sound. Like he's very shallow, but his form is much more sound than Wilder's, and he does hit very hard. So I think mm-hmm. it is entirely possible that uh, he knocks Wilder out before Wilder gets that. Right hand home on him. And either, that or, either that or it's going to be incredibly boring. Yeah, jab, jab, <laughs> jab, jab. Just both of them body jabbing for 12 rounds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, one other thing is that uh, I guess Anthony Joshua actually has uh, other punches aside from yeah. the right straight. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> there's that. I mean, really, yeah. But what I really want for them is both of them to fight Joe Joyce. <laughs> <laughs> Wilder versus Joyce would, be, Joyce would be so entertaining because it's either, either he's either going to get knocked out in the first round, Joyce that is, or he's just going to make Wilder cry because he never ever ever stops. So he's like the weirdest combination of traits in a heavyweight. He's yeah. he's like incredibly slow, but he yeah. also never stops punching. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just yeah. the funniest heavyweight in recent memory in that respect. But yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I guess I, I still, I still, I'm still uh, veering on the side of Wilder because Wilder just kind of showed to me that he's way more gritty than Joshua. Yeah, I think, I think what would be fair to say is that Joshua's mechanically better, his form is better, 
but um, Wilder's instincts in the ring are better, and, and not just because um, he's he doesn't quit and give up, which I think it's fair to say Joshua he doesn't give up, but he gets discouraged, and Wilder doesn't really. Where, but I think also he his instincts like when he's his instincts to spot a weakness in his opponent are, I think, sharper than Joshua. He doesn't mm. uh, he doesn't need a lot of like he needs. He doesn't always have the mechanics to get it home, but he doesn't need a lot of time to see. Oh, look, there's there's something I can aim for, and I'm going to try to hit it now. I mean, he it's kind of how he basically built. It's kind of the trade that he's built his entire career around, basically just having a knife or an opening and knowing when to unleash that uh, the to to uncork that right hand, and that's basically it. And he's kind of just uh, more. I mean, yeah, I've said that he's a grittier character than Joshua. He's just kind of more of a natural fighter, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I think like it, I think it would be fair to say to give Wilder the to make him the favorite in that fight. But uh, mm. you know, I, I could easily see it going either way, basically. Yeah, that's yeah. entirely fair. Yeah. And Joshua's not beating Fury. No, I've seen people today oh, no. say, <laughs> seen people Come today on. saying Joshua's a better technical fighter than Fury. And it's like, where are you seeing this? Like, is it just because because Joshua's mechanics are clean and Fury's mechanics are janky? Because that's not no, what that, makes, that, that's it because makes Tyson Fury is fat. Yeah, that's because he's fat. <laughs> he, is a, he is a fat, fat man. He's, a best, he's, a, he's the best athlete in the heavyweight division. I'm sorry to say. Yeah, it's it's just yeah he is, and it's just funny how like normal people take that to mean like oh uh, I can look like Tyson Fury and be uh, athletic yeah. and, and in great shape. Like no, you can't. Yeah. No, yeah, he's, uh, he's this is the thing I was just thinking earlier today. It's like. Even if he wasn't a good technical boxer, he would probably behind Usyk still be the second best heavyweight in the division just from being really big and really fast and having a risk outrageous chin and recovery. And just, you know. and just uh, an endless gas tank. Yeah, so uh, decent his, punch. Yeah, but but he's on top of that. He's got the sharpest skills apart from Usyk in the division. It's just it's madness. It's just kind of the complete package, really. Just yeah. so enormously gritty. Uh, never gives up, just uh, yeah, as you said, outrageous chin, endless guesting, and, and technical skill on top of it all. Yeah, it's and really... like we like we said with um, we were saying with Usyk as well, he doesn't get flustered. He doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, he doesn't freak out. He just kind of rolls with it and and carries on yeah. doing what he needs to do. It's... There's there's a bit of difference in that Fury yeah. will uh, take one and then go, oh, you piece of shit. All right. Yeah. All right then. And yeah, he gets angry in a way yeah. that it doesn't, but he doesn't get scared. You know, he doesn't worry about what's happening. They both right? don't get scared, but they yeah. react in different ways to get yeah. hurt. Yeah, and uh, I guess uh, I mean, that's basically the story of the fight. There's no- nothing else left to cover yeah. except uh, all the uh, all the little uh, little details and out of the ring drama. But uh, one thing I. Uh, one thing I noticed about uh, the clinch that Fury used is that uh, he really, really preferred using the kind of like a front headlocky type of clinch as opposed to uh, a clinch from which he would be able to uh, let loose with offense. He wasn't like working wilder on the inside, but I guess he didn't need to. He just yeah. needed to kind of tire him out. Yeah, and I think it's. Uh, I think that was a thing. That was the thing I didn't. I think I mentioned it in the article. Is um, he was doing like he was just punch, punch, clinch until mm-hmm. the end of the tenth round. Wilder did land a good shot on him, and he did feel it, but he didn't. 
he wasn't hurt by it. Oh, and I yeah. think after, I think after that he went, okay, I can take his power now. And after that, he, it was very noticeable that he'd punch, like throw a punch or two, and then when Wilder expected the clinch, he'd step back and just hit him again, and he wasn't clinching anymore. And yeah, and when, it, when Wilder he did hit, actually, I think started wanting to clinch at certain yeah. points, and Fury would just shock him off and then yeah. uh, then punish him for that. Yeah, and when he did clinch, he'd um. That's when he really started with, in like in the eleventh round. That's when he really started with the feet in the clinch, and he just dragged Wilder out of shape, and then let go and hit him, hit him with an uppercut. And um, and like in the, I think in the, that was what, that was when he just decided he was safe from any harm, and he was mm. going to try to finish him. And then and yeah, before before him that, out. it was just before that he kept going for the guillotine. It was um, you know, almost kind of funny. <laughs> so, or, <laughs> Wilder you know, also uh, reacted like extremely badly to Fury leaning on him. He would just kind of go like completely yeah. down yeah Fury like, just had no trouble had yeah. no issue pushing him down i think uh i think if fury actually tried a little bit he would snap him down easily <laughs> like tony yeah. ferguson yeah it was, it was basically wild i put on these six or seven extra pounds however much it was and it's like oh you can still push me around but that's not fair yeah that's, uh, yeah. yeah that was uh that was pretty much the fight yeah. Uh, the the clinch uh, was uh, the deciding factor. Fury just playing better in most respects. Wilder still dangerous, still an incredibly gritty, enormous uh, demonstrated enormous heart in there, which just kind of makes uh, just kind of sours, I guess, the outcome of the fight somewhat. But I suppose he's still he's, uh, he's still one of the most athletic guys at heavyweight still and uh, still very dangerous. So I guess. We may yet see more from him. Yeah. Uh, at the for what it's worth, he would still be able to kind of knock out random jobbers. Yeah. Every I'm other like, week, essentially. You know. So even if you fought someone like Andrew Ruiz, I don't like, Ruiz might be able to beat him. But um, I'm mean, actually actually Ruiz is probably a bad example because if Ruiz can be bothered, he um, he's a guy who'll bore forward. But that kind of like Robert Hellenius, he fought earlier on the card and he looked quite good. He's not going to beat Deontay Wilder unless Wilder's completely fucked. Yeah. yeah, that kind of fighter. Anyone who's a bit stiff is just going to get. You know. Well, the kind of doesn't like uh, short, stocky heavyweights, doesn't yeah. he? But uh, if... neither does Joshua. It's like we, we can't come back to them. Like, these little short heavyweights, and then you've got these two massive guys, and you just don't like fighting them. It's <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> the fatty with the fast hands yeah. <laughs> always gets within range of the long arms. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I mean. Uh, yeah, it's like you said. If uh, Wilder were to lose to any of those guys, that that's when you know that he's done. Yeah. And I personally don't think he's done yet. I think it's a bit too early to say that. Yeah. I mean, certainly, ha- certainly had a rough stretch of fights yeah. with Fury, yeah. and uh, he, it does warrant a, a a bit of a break. Yeah. I think. Yeah, but it's like it was a bad beating, but it wasn't <clears> one of those where, like, if you watch boxing regularly, you've seen. If you watch boxing regularly, you saw a worse beating earlier in the night. In the British fights, if where we, Chisholm got fucked up, um, you know, you watch, it's not the it's not the kind of um, kind of beating where you think, oh no, like it it will change him. It might it will it might shorten his career, but he's going to come back from it. I think. Yeah, you know? it's not the kind of beating that Max Holloway dished out against yeah. Calvin Cater, yeah. <laughs> where you were like, oh shit, will, will, will he remember his name after this one? <laughs> yeah. yeah, like Kazaki versus Lacey, where it was just twelve <laughs> rounds of unremitting horror. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Just, uh, uh, 
a bit one-sided, but still uh, competitive. That, that's yeah. how I would describe it. Yeah. Yeah, so, dangerous, yeah. basically. So. Mm-hmm. Fun fight. Uh, fun, fun, fun action. Uh, some, some glimpses of technical brilliance here and there. Just sprinkles of them. Uh, just just the right amount. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But generally just uh, a really, really fun scrap if, uh, mm. if a bit messy. And I guess uh, that that's. Uh, I, I guess if you want to uh, uh, learn about the fight in depth and uh, just sort of uh, read a, a good breakdown and just go back and uh, read uh, Lukash's article on, on the whole thing. And... I, I certainly recommend that. I think it. Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you heard it from the man himself. Uh, I guess that's uh, that's enough of that for today. Uh, Subscribe to the fight side. Uh, I mean, take a look at the fight side. <laughs> Subscribe to the fight side YouTube channel. Subscribe to Fight Side Presents for more podcasts and uh, look up, uh, look us up on the Fight Side Podcast Network and on uh, podcast podcasting platform of your preference, stuff like Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to our Patreon so you uh, gain access for three bucks per month. You gain access to all of our exclusive content. Yada yada yada. At five bucks per month, you may subscribe to our Discord channel and uh, actually interact with us. Interact with us directly. You get a direct line of communication to staff, and you may ask us questions. That's uh, if provided they're interesting, they will be answered on a on a podcast episode. An entire usually that's what I do. I record podcast episodes answering a, a single question from a Discord patron if it's interesting. So there you go. Uh, with you today were me, your host Iggy, and uh, Lukas Fenrich, our boxing analyst. And this was uh, Tengri Dome episode 22, Tyson Fury versus uh, Deontay Wilder 3, post fight discussion. And we'll see you later. Cheers. Mm-hmm.